Today is Wednesday, February 16th. The title for our devotional is A Goodness Culture. Remember, this week we're exploring what it looks like to have a goodness culture in a church. When I read Ephesians 4 and 5, it seems as if the Apostle Paul is attempting to describe for the Ephesian church what a goodness culture really looks like. I would encourage you to read the whole chapter, but or the whole two chapters. But for our time today, we're going to focus on the big picture and read just one section. Chapters 4 through 6 are the practical teaching based on the theology that he's outlined in the previous three chapters. The whole section is governed by really one big idea that he restates multiple times. In Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, he writes, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And then in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, he writes, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So the big idea here is just walk in the way of Christ, which is the way of love. That is how we are called to live. To make his point, he contrasts their former way of life with the way of life they are to live in now in Christ. He summarizes this towards the end of this section by saying in Ephesians 5, 8 through 11, for you were once darkness. Note how he says you weren't in darkness or a part of darkness. You were darkness. Again, emphasizing how they built that culture, participated in building that culture of darkness. They weren't mere victims of it. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Then he says, For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Remember, as we discussed yesterday in our Theology of Goodness, Righteousness and truth are linked with goodness in that they are all defined by God and his word. So to be good, we must be righteous and follow the truth of God's word. So we must know what God says and live in it. That is the prerequisite to goodness. Again, all of chapters 4 and 5, 1 through 21, are focused on what a goodness culture looks like in the church. The themes that he spends the most time on are unity, truth, character transformation, righteousness, and how we talk with one another. Ephesians 4, 25 to 32, we're just going to read this little section, and I invite you as I'm reading this to reflect on how he is spelling out a goodness culture here. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, 
forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. For additional content and reflection today, I invite you to read all of Ephesians 4 through 5, 21. What aspect of this goodness culture that Paul describes here most resonates with you right now? Just spend a moment reflecting on why it resonates 